Prayer friend, once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from Africa Christ Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the under church, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. We would appreciate if we recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Uh, this is Sam Kowesa, your host, coming to you right here from the Afri Christ Podcast Studio. Thank you for all those people listening in on the different media outlets. For example, some are listening from Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Some may be listening to Amazon, Alexa. Or you can just Google us, Afri Christ Prayer Podcasts, and you're going to get different platforms all over the world. We are international. We are everywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what time it is. You can always listen to our podcast with knowledge of the Word of God that gives you power to pray with impact. And as you know, when you pray with impact, things change. They may not change right away, but they sure will change. Today we're going to see something that is really powerful, and I hope by the time we finish you'll learn something. And this is a power that God has availed to us that we may not even understand. The title today is The Power of Divine Convergence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you'll see shortly what I mean, how that works in the way you address God. When we understand the functionality of God, then we know when to call upon Him. And in the Bible, it was done, especially in the Jewish culture or religion, they know how to call upon God based on the functionality or the circumstances they are in. Say, for example, if it's for healing, they use a different name of God for healing. I'm going to give you an example from daily living so you can understand the power in the names of God. Our topic is not really necessarily about the names of God, but we're going to use the names of God to show you the convergence of this power. As we go through this holiday season, we just went through Christmas, even though you can play this anytime because it will be generic. And as I was thinking about my Christmas message, the Lord says, no, no, no. Why don't you make it like a year-end kind of message where you show the convergence of Christmas, of creation, and the convergence of church. And I was like, how do you mean, Lord? And God was showing me something that's really very interesting. And that is, if we look at creation at the very beginning, the name of God that was used in the Bible to say that God created the earth, in English, we just use the word God. And probably the only other name we use is the Lord. But people don't know the difference. The idea of this podcast today is to show the oneness of the Trinity all the three in one, the nature of God, that is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as I said before. We have to understand that they work together. They never contradict one another. They are one and the same. We are not like uh, believing in three gods. No, it's one God. And you shall see exactly what I mean in the example I will give you. When you understand the cohesiveness of the Godhead, which is also called the Trinity, you've been selling yourself short if you don't know the difference or if you don't realize that it's one and the same. And depending on the function, depending on your prayer, depending on the way you're approaching God for that day or for that issue, if you approach God in the right way, you will be praying in time and with impact. And you'll see that example as we go. I know it may not be clear right now, but you're going to see it. 
And you're going to realize that God is one and the same, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you'll be asking yourself, how can this be? How is that possible? This is the example we're going to use. Imagine um, three situations that I'm going to give you today regarding government. Government, you know, I mean the political government, and not necessarily anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. But the word government, okay? Just remember that word. Now, say you are dealing with a government, and you have three situations. I'm going to give you a school situation where a school needs educational needs, such as staffing or teachers. Uh, or equipment. And then another scenario would be farmers in a certain area, they need agricultural assistance for whatever their problem may be in that area, in that village, in that city, or whatever it is. And the third one would be a state or locality that has an outbreak, say, of a certain illness. So we have those three scenarios. We have a school in need, we have farmers in need, or we have a state or city in need. Say, for example, the school needs this equipment, as we have said, okay? They, uh, they go and approach the Department of Education. And the Department of Education, they use every resource that they have to help this particular school. And it could be desks, it could be computers, it could be hiring teachers. So they go to where? To the Department of Education. Then, the second scenario, we said about farmers. The farmers are having these issues. Maybe there's a pest in the, in, in the land or something, and they need help from the government. Where do they go? They go to the Department of Agriculture, and the Department of Agriculture helps them out, brings their scientists or whoever, they, you know, zoologists or whatever it is the case may be. They bring them, and then they help them, and they overcome this situation. The third scenario would be, say, for example, we talked about a health uh, issue, uh, maybe a pandemic or an epidemic in an area. They may have cholera. They may have whatever it may be. And so who do they approach in the government? They approach the Department of Health. And then the Department of Health either sends teachers, sends medicines, whatever they may need, to deal with the situation. So now imagine then you go and ask them, well, how did you deal with this situation? Scenario number one, the school will say, oh, the Department of Education helped us. Then scenario number two, the, you ask them, or oh, the farmers, well, how did you deal with this? They say, oh, the Department of Agriculture came and helped us. Then you go to the other one, the locality, and which was having a health outbreak. You ask them the same question, and they say, oh, the Department of Health and Human Services helped us out. Now, notice they called each one by name based on functionality. However, they could also have said, if you ask them, let's go back, the school, you say, how did you deal with the situation? You say, the government helped us. You hear that word? Then you go to the farmers, you ask the same question, and then they will say the same thing too. Oh, the government helped us. Then you go to the uh, uh, locality or with the uh, illness outbreak, they will say the same thing. The government helped us. Now, do you realize that they are saying that the government helped them? Or they could just individually say each department by name. But whichever way you look at it, it was the government. Take that same reasoning, even though it's very simple, but it makes it real easy to understand because I've used that same scenario before to teach people about the names of God. And um, you're going to see that the same thing happens here. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Or in another way, when we use the different names of God, say, for example, uh, if we say um, El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai, El Roy, what do those things mean? Is it many gods or is it names based on functionality? When you realize that they are referring to the same God, but the functionality or the issue or the circumstance was different, so they use the name that's applicable then you're going to find out, wait a minute, they're referring to the same government, but they say the department of so-and-so because of their specialization or because of their um, function, their department of health helped them. Their department of education helped them. Their department of agriculture helped them. However, it was all what? Government. So now take that same concept with God. God comes to help you. But sometimes we use El Shaddai. Sometimes we use uh, El Roy. Sometimes we just say Jehovah Jireh. And we're going to see those 
those examples very quickly i'll be using a bible it's called the exegesis bible which is really very good bible because what they did is they have it's a parallel bible where they have it as translated literally from the language it was written in to english and then at that point that's when you realize that oh wait a minute in this language of the original aramaic or hebrew the word they used in this particular instance referring to god was not uh, say el shaddai it was adonai and then you realize oh wait a minute this is powerful what it is is that they basically uh told us that if it's to do with healing then you call on the name of god that implies healing if it's due to provision then you call on the name of god that implies provision now i want to say this before we even go any farther don't sit there and worry about not knowing what name of god you're going to use i don't all the time you know why because it's inside of you say for example when you're hungry you know what to do you're going to open your mouth and eat you're going to look for food it's inside of you okay when you're hungry you do not go out there and start running to get filled up no that doesn't work instead when you're hungry you go sit down and eat because inside of you you know that you need replenishment okay when you're out there and you need to exercise you don't just sit down and eat when we deal with god in that same way we realize that inside of us the spirit of god directs us shows us what to do shows us how to pray shows us what name of god to use spiritually don't forget that the bible says that god is spirit and they that worship him worship him in, in spirit and in truth and we shall see you know because the holy spirit is really where we are going because at the very end of this i want you to realize that the person of god that we most usually don't use or avail ourselves to is the holy spirit we are very familiar with god the father we shall we pray to him and say father father in the name of jesus we are familiar with the name of jesus so many times we pray to the name of jesus jesus help me but how many times have you prayed to god the holy spirit it almost looks like you shouldn't but because many times we have not been told that god the holy spirit has his time and place and is just as powerful okay so in this podcast i want you to understand even though we're going to look at some names of god i want you to direct your attention to the power that we have in the third person of the trinity in the third person of the godhead so as we merge you're going to see through the naming that actually many instances in the bible happened when the three came together after you understand the names of god that we will use we're not going to go through the whole 10 15 of them no we're going to use just about 3 or 4 and so we're going to set at the very beginning the um one of the most famous bible verses you're going to hear a lot of paper shifting because i'll be turning the bible and also i'll be going through my notes a lot so let's go to genesis 1 1 and i'm going to use both the uh, king james translation mixed in with this exegesis parallel bible so you can understand this is verse 1 1 of genesis In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Now in the original it says in the beginning Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Darkness was upon the face of the earth and the spirit of God Elohim moved over the face of the waters. The spirit of God moved upon the waters but in the original it says Elohim brooded over the waters. So you see as earth was being created, God Elohim, not just God the Father, not just God the Son, not God the Holy Spirit, the word Elohim is a plural in the original uh, language. It's a plural. So because El and Im, I am. I am is similar to the English Uh, where you say uh, cars uh, houses that s at the end implying plural okay in the original language of the bible here it is l which is god el and then him 
or M. Elah M. I am meaning plural. So here was the Godhead, the Trinity, created the earth. That's why in John, when they're introducing in the New Testament, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. You see what I'm saying? So you go back and read that, and you're going to see that in the beginning, it tells us this is the beginning. John basically just broke it down for us. In fact, maybe I should read it for you. Uh, I'm going to use the Derby translation here. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was waste and empty, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, in my iPad here, there's a little note and it tells you, in the beginning, God, when he reaches the word God, it says, God in Hebrew, Elohim was used. So, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was waste and the darkness of the face of the, of the deep and the Spirit of God Again, here, the Spirit of God, in the original Hebrew, it was Elohim. In the uh, original um, language, it says, And the Spirit of Elohim was hovering, hovering over the face of the waters. So you are saying to yourself, so what if it's Elohim? Well, Elohim in Hebrew, like I, saw, I told you, is a plural. It means more than one. You know, it's just like the word government. Government is not one department. It's a plural of so many different departments, okay? That's the government, the government, okay? So when someone said the government, they could mean any part or any functions of the government, okay? So Elohim is the same thing. And Elohim really means the eternal God, all-powerful one. The creator. That's what it means. Elohim, God, is the all-powerful creator of the universe. He knows all. He creates all. And everything at all times, he knows it. It's the plural of El. That's Elohim. So if it was English, if we had El, meaning God, was plural, Elohim would be God's created the universe. The problem with English is that once you say God's, then you're thinking, ah, okay, there's more than one God. No, 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 no. This is not Hinduism, where you have several gods being created every day, depending on what your situation is. No, that's not the same thing. Here, it is the convergence of the divine nature of God, the creator, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. So in the beginning, in the creation of the universe or the earth, God the Father was there, God the Son was there, and God the Holy Spirit was there. Okay, so what does it say? Let's go to John. So John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. So you see, God was there in the beginning, and he was the Word. And we know that Jesus Christ is the Word. So now, as you can see, Genesis 1.1 and John 1.1 basically um, meet right there. That's the convergence of the three in one. We saw the creation of the universe in the convergence of the three in one. That's where I want you to see that the Holy Spirit, who I want to concentrate on much later, was there. See, many times we agree with Jesus, we agree with the, Lord, uh, the Father, but it's very hard to understand about the Holy Spirit. But once you understand the unity, the oneness of the Holy Spirit, then all these things about contradiction of one or the other, or even the Word of God, you're going to find that it doesn't exist because they are one and the same, just like government is one and the same, whether it's a department of agriculture, whether it's a department of education, whether it's a department of health, it is government, okay? Given different names depending on functionality. Okay, I'm going to show you another way 
uh, the name Elohim was used in the story of Noah. Now, we know the story of Noah. That's when the flood came. And uh, um, God told Noah to get uh, two of each animal, two of each creature to go into this boat that he was going to construct. And so I'm not going to go through all that. I just want to go to the point where he starts to use the name of God as far as this um, incident. Okay, so if we start on Noah chapter 6, verse 20. Okay, so verse 20 says, Of fowls after their kind, and cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing of the earth after its kind, two of every sort each shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee all the food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah. In other words, Noah did according to all that God commanded him. Now, in the Hebrew, it says, Thus did Noah, as Elohim commanded him, he did, as Elohim. So you see, in this situation of Noah, we see Elohim again. That's the plural, uh, plural name of God. You know, he commanded him. But then look, as he goes further, he says, And the Lord said unto Noah, and the Lord said unto Noah. Now, the Lord here in Hebrew, they actually said, And Yahweh said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. Yahweh, okay? Yahweh is the same as Jehovah. Jehovah is the same as I am. I am is the same as we shall see with Moses. That's when um, God, uh, Moses went to the burning bush and he was uh, he asked what shall i tell the people when i when they ask me who sent you and he says tell them that i am now you see here he is telling the same thing here the story of survival the story of redeeming these people bringing making you know putting them in the boat getting all the food collecting all the food here again functionality of the name of God. Yahweh said unto Noah, Yahweh, in the I am. He is sending him to talk to these animals. How do you talk to animals? How do you convince animals that I just want two, four, five, don't come with me? How do you do that? How do you talk to, um, to reptiles? How do you talk to snakes? Except that I am sent you. So who is this Jehovah? You know, Jehovah is the same thing as Yahweh. The name was so powerful and so uh, venerated that they did not want to spell out the whole name. So they would just say Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, instead of saying the whole name of Jehovah. Okay? Now, don't forget we're dealing with two different languages, so the pronunciation is going to be different. But see, Jehovah also, uh, it means God never changes. His promises never change. That's what Yahweh is, okay? When we are faithless, he himself stays faithful. We need to obey Yahweh. There is an obedience factor here. The animals, once you go in the name of Yahweh, they won't even ask you. Snakes won't bite you. Remember how he one time says that poisonous snakes won't hurt you? If you go in the name of Yahweh, it will not hurt you. If you go in any other name, they will hurt you, okay? So you understand, you have to be sent by Yahweh for this to happen. In other words, the name of God, the functionality of the name of God fits the work he sends you for, fits the circumstances you're facing. So Noah here had to go to these animals. Yahweh, you know, had to send him. However, if you look before that, the Trinity was there. So let's not forget now, the Trinity or the Godhead is Elohim. That's the plural name of God. So the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were there, okay? Because it says, as God commanded him, as Elohim commanded him, as the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost commanded him, as the Trinity commanded him. But when he was going to carry this out, it says, and Yahweh said unto Noah, that's the I am told Noah, go get them snakes, man. Go get the uh, uh, reptiles. Go get the monkeys. Go get everything. Everything. They will obey you because they will know that I am sent me. God knows how to empower the name Yahweh. That's why, two as they were, uh, Moses and, and Aaron were going to the children of Israel. He told them, tell them, I am sent me. Listen, if you came to me and said, I am sent me, I'm going to think you are the one saying that I am. 
No, but there's power in. Don't forget, I am is English. To them, it was who? Yahweh. Once you say Yahweh, actually it's spelled Y-A-H-V-E-H. Yahweh sent me. They have no choice. They move. Animals move. That's the convergence of Elohim. Because remember, in verse 22 of chapter 6, it says, And Elohim commanded him, and so he did. Elohim commanded him. Then it goes into verse 1 of chapter 7. From verse 22 of chapter 6. Here it says Elohim commanded him. That is the Father, Son and Holy Ghost commanded him to go. But then as he went. The empowering of that convergence of that name. Now came out into the department of Yahweh. Okay. Yahweh. The convergence of Elohim. Now goes very specific. I am sent me. I am the power of I am right here. Okay. So Elohim sends you as you go. The power of I am is with you. That's what God said to uh, Moses. He says, tell him I am. That's enough. So my friend, this convergence of these names, I'll show you another one. Abraham was Abram before. Just that change in name embodied the power of the name of God. So Abram was now called Abraham, okay? So in, in uh, chapter 16, and I'm sorry about the disjointed uh, verses. Don't forget when the Bible was written, these people didn't sit there and they said verse 1, verse 2, chapter 17. We did that just for our own self. For them, they just wrote. And then when they wrote, they wrote in a different language, not English. So all these commas and everything is mostly English for the English reader to understand. However, we do understand what they mean. So in this case, just bear with me when I read verses that seem to be disjointed, okay? So if we go to um, chapter uh, 16, verse 15, and it says, And Hagar bare Abram a son, Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six years old. In other words, he was 86 years old, okay? Fourscore and, and six years old. When Hagar bare him, Ishmael. Abram was 90 years old. And the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you much exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face. Now, I want to read it to you how they actually wrote it in the Hebrew language. Okay, so now uh, don't forget the grammar is a little different, but I want you to bear with me. We are looking at the name and the convergence of these names of God. Okay. Now, remember when we read it in the English, it says, And the Lord appeared to Abram. Here it says in the Hebrew, And Yahweh, Yahweh was seen by Abram. Okay. And he told him, I am the Almighty God, El Shaddai. Now, we're looking at two other names here. We are looking at Yahweh. We've seen Yahweh as the power of the I am. Now, don't forget this. I am, being Yahweh, met with him. He's promising him that I'm going to have a covenant with you. El Shaddai is the covenant God. The God of the covenant. Okay? Here, the Lord in Hebrew was, uh, was Yahweh, the I am. Remember? That all-powerful I am. What now he's gonna send him out and he says it here I am the Almighty God. In Hebrew it says, I El Shaddai will walk with thee. What is El Shaddai? The all-sufficient one, the God of the mountains, the God Almighty. He just said he's almighty. But you see, El Shaddai means that uh, he is the sufficient one. And he's here promising him that I'll make you a father of many nations. So with this promise, he's a God of covenant. El Shaddai means covenant of provision. Covenant of provision. He's getting a covenant of provision because if someone came and told me that you're going to get 10 kids, I better say, ask for the budget. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to say, okay, thank you for the kids. How about the budget, my friend? The family planning, you know? So now, God here, the God of covenant, he's telling Abraham or Abraham, who is going to call now Abraham, as we know it, the father of many nations. But to be a father of many nations, it must come from El Shaddai. 
the functionality of God of provision, the, um, the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai. So now you see the functionality of Elohim. And I'm so glad here in the Hebrew it first says Elohim. So the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost came to him. But then when it came to provision, the department of provision, named the department of El Shaddai, started to come forth. And he says, I will provide. I will make you a a father of many nations. Don't worry about it. Remember the Bible says that, and Abraham was convinced. How was he convinced? We don't have a conversation of him and God going back and forth. I'll do this. Oh, you know what? Look at this spreadsheet. You see, when you look here in year four, you're going to do this in year five. No, he was convinced. Okay, he was convinced because El Shaddai spoke and Abraham inside of him, he knew that the name Abraham is the name of provision. That's the convergence of Elohim. Remember, here it says in the Hebrew, first it says Elohim, okay, Yahweh. So it's bringing the I am. Now the I am is coming into El Shaddai. Okay, that's how powerful the name of God is. But like I said, don't worry about not knowing this. If you take Christ in, in your life, if you take God in, that time comes when you know what to invoke in your spirit. You invoke the El Shaddai. You invoke Elroy. That's why these people were so convinced in the Bible. Because what did uh, Peter say? Silver and gold have I none. But what I have, I'll give thee. What did he have? He had the same uh, clothes on that he's been using probably for three weeks unwashed. We don't know. He didn't have any purse of money. But he said, what I have. What does that mean? It was inside of him. There was a convergence of the divinity of God inside of him. So when Jesus says that, hey, I'm leaving, I'm going, but I will not leave you alone. I'll leave you with a helper. We know that the Holy Ghost, who is the Spirit of God, the self-existent one, the supplier, Jesus knew that there is going to be total provision on in every area of your life, from protection, food, from healing, everything. That's the convergence of the divine nature of God. Okay, I'll give you another one. We know the story of Moses. God sends him and his brother. His brother who was a talker. You know these people who talk a lot? Sometimes we think, what are they going to do? But God, God recruited Aaron because he talks a lot. He knew how to talk a good talk, okay? He knew how to speak a good thing, you know? So he said, hey, I can't even speak, man. God, who is going to go with me? They won't even believe me. He said, don't worry. I anointed Aaron. I have Aaron. He's a talker. He, He will know how to talk to the Pharaoh. He will know how to talk to the children of Israel. So you just tell Aaron, and Aaron will say, the power is transferred to you, to him. So now... Here we have Moses, okay? This is when Moses is questioning, who, what should I tell them? They they will not believe me. First of all, one of them already challenged me because I killed an Egyptian. They're going to question my leadership. So he said in verse 13 of chapter 3, and he says, and I'll, I'll read it first in the King James. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, That I am has sent you. Now here God used the I am, that Yahweh. Now let's go back slowly and look at verse 13 again. But instead this time substituting the names of God instead of just the word God, instead of just saying government. Government sent me. We're going to use the department, okay? So now it says, And Moses, verse 13, said unto Elohim, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, Elohim of your father has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And Elohim, see, Elohim, don't forget that's the plurality of God. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost said to Moses that I am has sent you. And we have seen who I am is. Okay, We have seen Yahweh has sent me. 
Once you say Yahweh to the Jewish person, they know exactly what to do because they are so, it is so ingrained in them. So the same way, once we have this, uh, this, uh, the Spirit of God inside of us, the understanding of who God is, the departments of God, but I'm using that just for clarity's sake, the department of Yahweh, the department of Yahweh kicks in and they know. So, here, what we're having, it may seem like so simple, but once you get that understanding, you will never fear again your prayers not being answered. You'll never fear again when you're being attacked by the enemy. You'll never, because you know that inside of you, Jesus who said that the Spirit of God is going to uh, stay with you, He is with you, and He carries the full power of Elohim. Okay, um, let me show you another aspect of God that many times uh, as Christians, as believers, we go through. You hear people saying, well, and the Lord spoke to me. Actually, many times we are mocked when we say the Lord spoke to me. But I want you to remember one thing. The Bible says that God is spirit and they that worship him, worship him in truth and in spirit, right? So the, our spirit and the spirit of God connect God speaks to us through the Spirit. They cannot. Non-believers cannot tune in to that frequency. It's like the radio. Someone can bring a radio here. If you have Bluetooth uh, headphones, someone may be saying, oh, the phone was there, but nothing was happening. Now, for you have Bluetooth uh, headphones or earphones, even though they are not connected to the phone physically, but you, you are hearing what's on the phone. Or oh, have you ever seen someone talking on the phone and they have Bluetooth and they're smiling at you and you're like, I didn't say anything. Well, they're not really smiling at you or with you. They are hearing something in the ears that you cannot hear. So that's the same way it is. The things of the spirit are only known by the people who are in the spirit. So now, I'm going to show you a scripture which shows that, yes, God speaks to us through his spirit. Now, if you go to uh, uh, the book of Acts, chapter 28, Paul tried his best to convert his Jewish uh, brethren. When, so when he was in Rome in chapter um, 28 in the book of Acts, he was trying to reason with them, reason with them, you know, trying to show them about Jesus Christ and what. They heard him, but they didn't listen because their ears were not tuned into the right frequency of the Spirit. So that's the basis of the story. Let me start at 23. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging. In other words, they gave him a day to listen to him, okay? So they came to him where he was staying in Rome. To whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets and from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which he was spoken, and some disbelieved. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said, to, had said one word. Now this is it. This is what I want you to get. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers. What did the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit spoke rightly, spoke, spoke. That's the word I want you to get. The Holy Spirit speaking to Isaiah or through Isaiah. The voice of God by the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. Okay. So now, what does he mean? We are in the book of Acts. So let's go now to Isaiah, which he is talking about. And the Isaiah he's talking about, that the Spirit of God spoke to them, was in Isaiah 6, verse 8 through 9. And the Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to these people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn so that I should heal them. He's quoting the Spirit of God in Isaiah. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 through 9. And I'm going to read it so that we can get the divine convergence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because here we are trying to see that the power in that convergence, okay? Isaiah 6, verse 8, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord. You hear that? Also I what? I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? And then said I, here I am, send me. 
Let's go back. This is the King James. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Now, the Hebrew actually say this. Also, I heard the voice of Adonai saying, Whom shall I send? The voice of Adonai. Remember, in the book of Acts, Paul said, The Spirit of the Lord spoke through the prophet Isaiah. But here he's saying that also I heard Adonai. So now the spirit of the Lord is here interchangeable with Adonai. What is Adonai? What's the name Adonai? The names of God. What does it mean? Well, God is the master and majestic Lord. God is our total authority. That's what Adonai means. It means my Lord, the great Lord. So here we see Paul saying the spirit of the Lord, Adonai, is speaking. Remember this, just for the sake of remembering, that yes, the spirit of the Lord can speak through you and to you. That is the name of God, Adonai, the department of speaking. That's the convergence of the power of the name of God. Here it was Adonai, the Spirit of God, speaking. Don't ever be ashamed again to hear or to say the Spirit of God spoke to me. You can just say Adonai spoke to me. They'll be confused. They won't know who Adonai is, but they will understand because there is power of understanding. That's how God speaks to us. Adonai, the Spirit of God, speaks to us. That's our Bluetooth with the Spirit of God. That's the convergence, spiritual technology coming together, okay? Think of it this way. This is another way to think about it. Many of you have what they call smartphone. The word phone is no longer enough because smartphone now encompasses what phones never used to do before. Smartphone can show you TV. Smartphone can use Bluetooth and go to your ears without any connection, any sound. You're in the airport and you're enjoying your music, dancing, dancing. People will be saying, what the world is he doing in the old days? They would think you're, you're crazy. Guess what? When we dance to the music of the Holy Ghost, when we dance to the voice of the Holy Ghost, when we obey the voice of the Holy Ghost, when we obey Adonai, when we have that convergence, people don't understand us. They think we are nuts. They think we are crazy. They're like, I got this. I got money. How are you going to do this? How is your kid going to go to school? Hey, I got the gun. How are you going to escape my power? Hey, I got the car. How are you going to go downtown? Adonai, El Shaddai. It depends on what department we, the believers, need at the time. God, Elohim, breaks up into these different departments that he has now converged on. That's how the phone is now. When they say, I got a smartphone, many times on my job, I ask people, do you have a smartphone? Because I want to send them something. Then they say, oh no, I got the other one. Oh, well, I'm sorry. We can't use the matchbox kind of phones anymore. I couldn't send you a text. I could send you a website. Now, your smartphone, you can go and watch TV. You can go on the internet. You can do all these kind of things, but you can also separate them. You can have just the internet on a computer. You can have just the TV on a television. You can have a radio on a radio receiver. But guess what? It is still part of communication. Now, we combine them into the smartphone. The convergence of technology. Now, if we human beings, okay, took us a few, many, many thousand years to converge those things, how much more God converging? How much more Elohim converging? Your spirit being able to hear Adonai speaking, okay? So now, that's the convergence I'm talking about. If we enter this new year with this kind of convergence, for the sake of time, I'm going to stop, but I want, I hope you have seen uh, what our title means when we say the power of divine convergence. All I want to tell you is, go study the names of God. Look them up. I can't feed you everything, but I've, see, I've put you on the pathway. Go look them up. You're going to realize, wait a minute, it's not just about learning another language, Hebrew, Greek, or whatever it is. It's understanding. You know, the Bible tells us to, to be diligent as we seek Him. He will reveal Himself to you. When I had this revealed to me, I had heard these things before. 
I had had Adonai before, I'd had Elohim before, but just didn't pay too much attention to it. Then one day, my technology, spiritual technology converged, and I started to understand these things. That's why things don't scare me. Okay, yes, I may shake every so often depending on the situation, but once I settle in, once that divine convergence happens in my spirit, then I know that the right department of the name of the Lord is going to come out. That's why, as you know, when Jesus was born, when he was being introduced, he was called what? Emmanuel. Do you know what Emmanuel means? God with us. Listen, brother, sister. Listen, friend. Listen, believer, non-believer. God, Emmanuel, came so that we can have that divine convergence in us, in our generation, so that when the right thing is needed, we can know that the Spirit of God who he left us with, remember he promised us that I'll not leave you alone. And now we have seen that where one is, so is the other, the Trinity, the Godhead. So you know that now he said, I'll send you a helper, the Spirit of God. Now you can question the existence, the omniscience, the all-ever presence of the Spirit of God. We don't know why he chose certain era to be the era of the church, the era of introduction to him, the era of Jesus Christ, and it was very short, three years, okay? The era of the ministry of Jesus Christ, now the era of the church. And in this era of the church, it's like God wants us to discover this convergence by our knowledge and our seeking him, our spreading this gospel, our spreading this word, so that people will know the power of the living God. Amen. So now I just want to stop right here and encourage you to look into the many, many resources you can find the names of God. There are many. And uh, I have some on our blog. You can look them up. And uh, our blog is prayingwithimpact.com. And I'm planning to, um, to post some more on there so that I can help you out. But after you listen to this podcast, remember the power of God is within you. The power of Elohim is now within you because that's what Jesus said. So now you can no longer separate the three, but you know it is three in one. Just like your phone, there's been a convergence. Once Jesus left, he said, I'll send you the spirit. The one who knows the heart of God. That's what he says in the book of Romans, I believe chapter 8. He knows the heart of God. He knows how to connect all the parts of the Elohim. Okay, that's the divine convergence I'm talking about. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us to converge this power of your name, to realize, Lord, that we can use your name. When Jesus says that you can ask the Father anything in my name, now we know what that name is because Jesus himself said, I am. When they came to arrest him in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, I am. Jesus, I am, is within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us by the communication system that you set up for us to understand spiritually, Father. And we thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, help us to understand this. This is the struggle Paul was having in Acts 28 when he was talking to his Jewish people. They could not understand. But for us, we do because of your goodness, because of your grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us not to be lazy believers. Let us Search and search and search because it's at our fingertips, oh God, to understand who you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, this new year, we pray, we ask you that you may converge in your power upon us, Lord. We may see the power directed to us, one who believe, even as Paul prayed for the Ephesians, Father. We are asking you, Father, that in this coming year, we use the convergence, the divine convergence of your name in our lives to overcome the enemy, to overcome sickness, to get provision for the things that we need, to spread the gospel, to help other people, to love others. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, we glorify you now and forever. Amen and amen. This is one of my most favorite parts. 
in this ministry because a lot of people do ask for it. They want to hear their countries. They want to know where they stand. Some have been doing better than others, but I thank God for all of them. And I know some have difficulties with internet. But Father, we know that we reach people in 36 countries and we are on every platform. People, all you have to do is log into your computer, your cell phone, and type in Google and say Afri Christ Prayer Ministries or Afri Christ Prayer Podcast. And guess what? It will give you different platforms depending on where you are. We are on all the major platforms. We are on um, uh, Google Podcasts. We are on uh, Apple um, iTunes uh, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We are on Alexa Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts. We are on everything. Just Google us. That's how good God is has been to us because we have been faithful in our little ways. So now I'm going to tell you where we stand in our downloads. I'm logging on the system. Okay, these are the countries that we've been, uh, we've had downloads in, okay, uh, in the last 14 days. I like to do 14 days, that way it's not too much. We have um, United States is up on top. We have United Kingdom. We have Canada. We have Uganda. We have Albania. We have Kenya. We have Bermuda. We have Gabon. We have Guatemala. We have Indonesia. And some others, uh, my system says, unknown. So I don't know. Maybe those were like in some islands. Um, or if just any ship, if they're in the international waters, it doesn't say so. That's what the others mean. Or someone could be on the plane and they download our thing as they fly because it's in an international area, airways. It doesn't give it a country. So that's where we get the unknown. But those are 2% of our downloads. So we thank you again and God bless you. And we'll see you next time. And so please take time to love people. Take time to understand who God is. Take time to pray knowing that inside of you is the name of God specific to your situation and circumstance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.